السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ یا اخی وی اسٹارٹڈ دس جرنی ویری ویل الحمدللہ وی وی ہیو اوور 50000 لسنرز بائی ناؤ اینڈ شکران اینڈ وی ہیو دس یوٹیوب چینل بٹ نن اف یو ار سبسکرائب ٹو ایٹ دی لنک از بلو پلیز سبسکرائب شکران بارک اللہ that will happen and that the balance of the world will be an imbalance the balance of morals will be imbalanced even the balance of the environment and the climate will change and this is happening now some of the scholars swear by Allah that all the minor signs have happened every single one of them and that the only thing left now is the coming of the Mahdi and the major signs to follow some other scholars don't go that far but they do say if they haven't already finished then a few of them are still left Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best about this. It could have all finished. But what comes to my mind is the Furat River. There is a river called the Euphrates River in Jordan. Rasul Sallallahu tells us, you'll find this hadith in Sahih Muslim by the way, that the Euphrates River will be channeled into a different direction. So where there was water will come dry. There won't be water flowing through there. And as a result, a mountain of gold will be revealed. Rasul Sallallahu mentioned gold literally, dhahab. Jabal min Zahab. So lots of gold will be revealed. People of the world will fight each other over this. They'll go into battles over this, this gold. He said, don't come near the gold to his ummah, to us. Don't go near it. From every 100, one will live in this battle. And each person will say, because everyone will see this catastrophe. Every person will say, I'm going to be the one to live. I'm going to be the one to live and take my portion. Whether this sign is going to happen before the major signs start or whether they are going to happen within the time of the major signs is the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because there are minor signs that happen before the major signs and there are minor signs that happen during the major signs while they're happening. And there are minor signs that continue after an example of a minor sign or if you want to count it as one of the major, but it wasn't one of the majors the Prophet ﷺ counted in the ten, is the destruction of the Kaaba itself, the lifting of the Qur'an off the earth. People will not remember except the word, La ilaha illallah. They learnt it from father, from grandfather. So that's going to happen with the Euphrates River, the sign of the ending of the world. But before that happens, before the major signs occur, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to lift this ummah from its absolute misery, and feeble state that it is now, it's going to lift it back up to its victorious, honorable state, back to its nobleness that it once carried, this ummah. From once being united to our disunity today, it will return back to the unity. It's going to return back to its glory. It will become the leading nation of the world in every sense of the word as it once was before, and even better. This is based on one of the hadith, several hadiths. One of the hadiths, is the following, which is also in Muslim and Bukhari. Rasul Sallallahu said, بَدَأِ الْإِسْلَامُ غَرِيبًا وَسَيَعُودُ غَرِيبًا كَمَا بَدَأْ فَطُوبَ لِلْغُرَبَاءِ Islam, when we say here Islam, we're talking about the coming of Muhammad Sallallahu It began very strange to the people. Strange. I don't know of this, much of this new ways before. وَسَيَعُودُ غَرِيبًا And it will come back in the future, strange again. The way it started in the beginning, just exactly the same way. Then he said, 
good news to those who are strangers in all this time. Strange. What's strange? Strange is different to weird. Strange doesn't mean that it's wrong. It just means that it's unknown to the people's customs and traditions and knowledge that they've always had. It's strange, but interesting. I wonder if I was wrong all this time. And this strange religion is the right one. It's just strange, meaning unknown. For Islam began like that. We know the story in the seerah of the Prophet Sallallahu All you have to do is to read it, and you'll know what I mean. And today, our t- now in the millennium, we have the same situation. Al-Islam is gharib, the same way it began. There's one extra thing that's worse about our time. That it's not only strange to the non-believers, it's become strange to different Muslims. And the Muslims have divided, and they are strangers to one another. The other day, this brother came from Palestine and is now living here. I think it was Ramadan time. I don't remember what action we did in Taraweeh prayer. And this brother never knew, never heard of this action before in his life. Never been taught it. I don't remember what it was. But the, the moral of the story is that he said, I've never known this from ever since I was born. He's probably about 24 years old. So he said, I never knew this before. First time I ever hear it. And it was something simple, actually, which I can't remember, as I said. So it was very strange to him. And we hear this frequently, actually. In my life, I've heard it frequently, many, many times. When I was born here, and when I went to Lebanon in 1990, till 1994, came back over here, and still we hear Muslims. And to me, I'm thinking, how could you not know this? You know, it's, it's known to the Muslims, but to them, it's very strange. I'll give you just a very simple story, a quick one, inshallah, just to get it closer to your mind. In Lebanon, when I first went, I was about 14 years old. Up in the village areas, they live in the mountains, that's where my parents are from. The village areas had this strange and weird belief that people who used to be practicing good Muslims, they called them walis, awliyas, the saints. And they believe that they are buried in certain places in the different villages. They say that they're noble men, they're, they're, they're men of extraordinary characteristics that are different to the normal human being. They have some karamat, that Allah has blessed them with certain miracles that they can do that no one else can do. And this stayed in their mind. And so in our village, my father's village, we had a huge grave. And in that, they called this person in the grave a Nabi Marmar. Marmar Prophet. He was a prophet, right? He was meant to be a prophet and they called him Marmar, which is a Christian name. They called him Marmar. Allahu Alam, if there's anything really buried in there, I don't know. But it's a huge grave, probably about maybe four meters long. And people take their children there to be cured. They go there and pray around the grave, thinking that their prayer will be accepted more, or they make supplications at the grave. Now the weird other belief was that there were trees around it, and you're not allowed to cut any branch off, because if you cut the branches off, right, this person in the grave is going to come and choke you at night. I've never heard of this before in my life. I get up there and they've got this weird belief. Where did they get it from? Allahu Alam. And when we started to teach them that this is absurd and that this is not what the Prophet ﷺ taught us, and we brought them all the logic, for example, I used to say to them, 14 years old, I used to, it's quite logical. I said to them, look, if he's a really a good man, then he'd want us to use these branches because we're cold and we need to bathe and we need to use it to cook and clean. What does he want with all these trees? And he's probably in Jannah now. What does he want with all this garden over here? They go, no, 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 it's sanctioned to him. You can't touch it. If he's a good man, why would he want to choke you? <laughs> if he was living, he wouldn't do that. And so on and so forth. When you go and pray at his grave, he needs you more than what you need him. He's dead. He needs your dua. Hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. They looked at us as being the weird ones. We were the strangers. Remember once a grandmother wanted some uh, water to, to bathe in. It was a Jumu'ah. And I wanted some water. And we didn't have any wood. Up there there's no gas. So we had to light up some wood. And what I did was, no one would listen to me. So I gathered up about maybe six, seven year olds. Said, come up with me to the top. We're going to get some branches, man. No branches anyway. So we went up to where the grave was. I gave each child the branch to hold. 
And we came down this hill. Everybody could see us. The whole village could see us coming down with these branches. And I said, scream out, Allahu dar Allahu nafi'ah. Allah harms and Allah, Allah is the one that prevents harm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that benefits. The whole village stopped. We couldn't even hear a, a rooster crow anymore. Nothing. Everybody raced up to me. Slapped their children and they cursed me. And SubhanAllah. We were the weird ones. What is this new religion you're bringing us? They said. We're bringing a new religion to them now. We've never heard of it all our lives. Our ancestors have always practiced this. And now this is strange. Just to make you laugh a bit. A group of youngsters come up to me. Well, youngsters like 18, 19. They said to me, tonight is going to choke you. Like, I'm a good man. Why do you want to choke me? Anyway, that night I was prepared and I recited some Qur'an and I knew that what's actually making him think that is the shaitan and the shaitan can come and impersonate figures in your dreams. And you can get something like a nightmare which is similar to choking at night. It's called uh, something, dream of terror or something, I don't know. Muhim, I saw a little snake in that dream and I grabbed it and chopped its neck off and I said, is this your power shaitan? Woke up for fajr afterwards. The youngsters came past the next morning and said, you copped it, didn't you? I said, what are you talking about, man? They go, oh, one day you're going to cop it. Alhamdulillah, now the village has changed. But I'm just illustrating to you that over there, the religion is strange to them. I saw a woman once circumambulating around the Kaaba, her and her daughters. I said, Ikhti, please follow the Qur'an. She said, the Qur'an's even wrong. And this day and age, listen, living now in the Western world, you can't get any stranger than this look, the beard. You can't get any stranger now than the veil of the woman. The niqab is now finished, gone. That's like really extreme to them. The beard is now second. And the practices that we do, praying, strange. Holding on to your five daily prayers is strange even to some Muslims. And weird. What's this new religion, they say? And what was already dealt with a long time ago, because values change today, now everybody is re-exploring Islam 14 centuries ago and saying, ah, look at that. Look how bad this religion is. After they've changed the values today. You can't do that. Change the values and you say, look how wrong this religion is. You just made up something and now you want to make the religion look like it's wrong and strange and weird. So the religion has started again strange as it was before. And the Rasul told us, you will have four transitions from a proper khilafah on the Quran and Sunnah, Sunnah of the Prophet Then it will become a distorted one, Muslims fighting each other. Then it will become a mulkan jabriyan, which is a dictatoriate kind of uh, leadership of Khilafah and then which is now with there's lots of dictatorships in in a lot of the Muslim countries a lot of the Muslim world and if a person just speaks of Islam in some places these imprisoned immediately all the terrorists and called an extremist and so on and so forth then he said Khilafah will return back leadership of the Muslims to the way the Prophet ﷺ began it. And that is yet to happen. That is yet to happen. The last Khilafah we had was the Ottoman Empire. So this is another sign that is inevitably coming. But the thing is, the Muslims will return. The nation of, of Islam in its proper teaching, its proper form, as it began, will come back and will fill the world with peace and justice, just as it was filled with injustice and tyranny. And that's the time of Al-Mahdi. Now there's something I'd like to say here and note very importantly. You hear a lot of Muslims these days saying, the unity of the Muslim will never come until the Mahdi comes. So just sit down, do your stuff, sit at home, don't make da'wah, don't say anything, don't try to work towards unity. This is a very false and wrong way to think for a Muslim. Allah doesn't ask you, why aren't you uniting the nations of the world? Allah says in the Quran, وَلَوْ شَاءَ رَبُّكَ لَجَعَلَ النَّاسَ أُمَّةً وَاحِدًا If Allah wanted to, He could have interfered and made everybody one nation and changed their hearts and nobody had a choice to rebel or accept. Everyone will be one. But Allah has a purpose in our life. And therefore, don't think that you're going to unite the whole nations. You can't do that. Only Allah can do that. But what you can do, what's wrong with uniting families? What's wrong with uniting communities? A community that you have. Rasul didn't begin with the whole world. He began with his family. Allah told him, 
Begin with your nearest family first. And then he expanded. So what's wrong with that? And they were unified. One little city called Medina, a few thousand Muslims, that was the nation of the Muslims. Of the, of the Muslim. And then he expanded. But look where it started. For a person to say, I can't unite the world, so why bother? Is a very foolish statement, very foolish way to think about it. Allah is not going to ask you, why didn't you unite the Ummah? Allah is going to ask you, what did you, within, what did you do within your capacity? That's what he's going to ask you. What did you do with the knowledge I gave you? What did you do with the strength that I gave you, with your youth that I gave you, the health that I gave you. What did you do within your capacity? I gave you authority over a family. What did you do with that family? I gave you authority over a city. What did you do with that? I gave you authority over, you know, people who you talk to. What did you do with that? So each person's got different levels of authority and power and capacities. Allah will ask you within that capacity and that's it. Allah does not bear a person more than what they can hold. So think about uniting the whole nation. Think about uniting what you have the capacity to do. And that's it. So the religion will begin gharib as it started before. And this is today. One of the minor signs before the major signs come. As time passes, my dear brothers and sisters, after these minor signs develop, plots and plans will be carried out by enemies of, of this religion outside of it and within it. And this is among the greatest minor signs that you can look at because Rasul said, Oh my Lord, don't destroy my ummah with a common plague that destroys them all. Don't do that. And Allah said, you have that dua accepted. I will never destroy your ummah with a plague. He said, oh Allah, do not let an enemy from outside of them to take control of them. And Allah said, you have that. But why do we have today the enemy from outside controlling the Muslims and putting him down? Because Allah did not give the Prophet ﷺ the third dua, which was, except if they fight each other within, I will not protect them from that. I've given them my guidance, it's up to them to follow it. And then Allah then sent the ayah down saying, Allah will not change the state of a people until they change their own state first. So when we changed our state, the outside enemy took control of us. That's what's happened today. And this is among the greater minor signs as well. You mentioned the hadith last week, the nations of the world will gather against you. Rasulullah named 80 nations. The 80 nations are going to come up very soon. But right now, this word, as the Prophet said, takalub. He said, tatakalub. Oh, tatada'a means they invite one another, like beasts calling each other and becoming wild over you. And today they are wild and in many places in the world over the Muslims. You just don't hear much about it in the media anymore. This is our state. And you know that soon something's going to happen. Allah... Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Ya akhi, we started this journey very well. Alhamdulillah. We, are, we have over 50,000 listeners by now. And uh, shukran. And uh, we have this YouTube channel, but none of you are subscribed to it. The link is below. Please subscribe. Shukran. Barakallah.